Even after his own diagnosis with cancer, Tyrus Hinton had to pull himself together mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. He writes this journey down in a book called Baby Steps, I'm Diagnosed, Now What? He'll walk us through the process of what to do after someone has been diagnosed with a terminal illness. You'll meet Tyrus Hinton today here on Babby's House. Stick around, Babby's House is coming to you right now. Every day is filled with possibility at Babby's house. Babby's house. Everybody is family. Welcome to Babby's house. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Babby's house where everybody is a member of the family and our circle of love certainly includes you. Thank you for watching the show today. You know, Babby's House is a place where you can be built up emotionally, spiritually, uh, even financially, relationally, in so many ways. And I do believe that today's show is going to be a very practical, very encouraging show. My very special guest, Tyrus Hinton, has written a book called Baby Steps, and the subtitle is this, I'm Diagnosed, Now What? He's walked that journey after a diagnosis with cancer, and he felt the need to write a book that would help people to uh, pull it together in so many ways, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, to help people to get uh, through certain stages of a diagnosis. And he's written that beautiful book, and we'll talk about that book called Baby Steps here today on Babby's House with my very special guest, Tyrus Hinton. You'll meet him in just a moment. He's such an uplifting person, and you're going to enjoy meeting him. I'm going to sing a song that is a, one of my favorite songs. It's one of those songs that just kind of goes through your mind and settles there, and it's a great song called Every Praise. Help me to sing it today.
glad you came back to the show to meet someone who is extremely encouraging and he's written his encouraging words down in a book called Baby Steps. I'm diagnosed, now what? And he speaks from a very personal place in his life after having been diagnosed with cancer himself and I just appreciate his willingness, his generosity in writing these steps down to help people, maybe even you or someone that you know in your circle of influence or your circle of love, someone who has been diagnosed with a terminal illness and, and you know how it can just, or, or a shock after the a death of a loved one or some traumatic experience that you've had in your life and he helps you to walk through those different stages of what to do next. Maybe you got the news and now you wonder, oh God, what do I do next? Well, he has been there and he's written this beautiful book called Baby Steps, I'm Diagnosed, Now What? Will you help me to welcome to the show, Tyrus Hinton. Tyrus, thank you for being on the show today, my friend. Thank you, Pat. And thank you for writing this book. And the thing that I love about it, it's small enough to slip in a pocket yes. or a purse or put in a gift basket, yes. or give to someone who's at the hospital or in a doctor's office. And even while you're waiting to see the doctor, you could pull it out yes. and read some encouraging words. Yes. Because it seems like at those times in your life, you wonder, sometimes you even wonder, where is my family, where are my friends, yes. even where is God? So thank you so very much yes. for writing this book. So talk to me about the, the reason why you wrote it. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Babby, for sharing this time with me. Yes, I'm excited to be here with you uh, to share this information that is so vital for us today. As we know that our medical industry has done a phenomenal job of letting people know how to walk through uh, different things clinically. So there's no struggle there at all, but there is 
very limited resources when it comes to helping an individual get through some hard circumstances. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I were 22 and 23 years old and our son was diagnosed with AML leukemia, acute myeloid leukemia, which is an aggressive form of leukemia for especially a child of that age. 16 months old, diagnosed with leukemia. Um, all three of our other children were totally healthy, but this particular child, unfortunately, he had leukemia. So Baby Steps was written from a place of experience that my wife and I had well over 20 years ago. So we were sitting in the room there and uh, the pediatrician was excellent in that she directed us to the emergency room. They were prepared for us. They then took the blood test and directed us to the next place, which was they were prepared for us. And then we made it to the Cancer Institute for Children in uh, New York City at that time. They were very well prepared for us, let us get set up for the evening and prepared us for the morning. On that morning is when they gave us the diagnosis. And um, I'm dating myself a little bit, but back then we only had pamphlets. I come up mm. during the encyclopedia era. We yes. didn't have Google. <laughs> yes, there was no Google. No Google. There was encyclopedias. There was encyclopedias yes. and pamphlets that they handed you. Mm -hmm. uh, every pamphlet that they gave me was all just about the diagnosis, about the disease, and the proper way to treat it, the protocols that would be followed to make sure that he was okay. That time, at our age, 22 and 23, we don't even know what to do. We had never heard of leukemia. That was not something that was prevalent in our families. We didn't understand it. We didn't know you what was going on. You all were just basically babies. I mean, just so, so young to yes. have to face a trial like this. Which is probably why everyone felt sorry for us, because we were young. You're so young. When we, when, when we look back at it, we were like, man, we were young when we went through that. So after um, dealing with that and not knowing what to do, um, definitely our church family was extremely strong. I was very involved. I was an associate minister at that time at our local church. I was also the uh, church administrator. My wife was on the choir, singing on the praise team. So, you know, we were very, very, very involved. However, no one could answer this question for us, what is really going on right now? When the doctors came in and they shared that information with us, um, I just kind of took Terrell and I turned around and I started looking out the window. We had a pretty good view. We were high up on the seventh floor and I just kind of looked out the window and I just started holding him and I just started singing. Pretty much everything that they were talking about at that point, I had no clue what they were saying mm -hmm. because it was blocked out. Mm -hmm. I, you just told me that my son could potentially be dead in the next couple of months. I, I don't know what to say to that. I don't have the answer for that. And after going through such an experience and going through it days after days, he had an eight-month battle, which he won in heaven. He won mm -hmm. the battle yes. in heaven. Yes. In my opinion, I believe he God He got the ultimate him. healing. God healed him 1,000%. Yes. He healed him. After going through such a traumatic experience, I felt like I needed to help some other parents that are in rooms right now. I feel like there are parents that are in rooms right now who do not have access to a resource that could help them answer some questions which are not medical questions. Yes. Answer some questions which have these nothing are, to do... These are life questions. Life questions. Heart questions. Hard questions. What and am hard I do? questions. Hard questions. <laughs> yes. How, how, what do you say? Oh, thank you for telling me that. What, what do you say after they tell you, oh, well, we're going to try this treatment and we hope that this will work? And the first thing they told us, I remember um, doctors, they were excellent. I 
don't want to use their names, but they were excellent. And he said, our hopes is that your son does not have the most aggressive form. We hope that he has a, a lesser form of this leukemia, which we can get him through pretty quickly. He came back the very next day saying, with all of the lab work that we have taken, we are sorry to inform you that your son has the most aggressive form of mm. You talk about something taking the breath away from yes, you. Yes, it's like he's been hitting the gut. A like hit. a gut punch. Uh, I mean, a punch, a kick twice over. And we were sitting there, and my wife, she went in the bathroom. I said, okay, I get it. And I just, I kept holding Terrell. I just held him. Because each day, it seemed like he had a, an affection for daddy during his sick time. So I would hold him. My wife would hold my hand, hold my leg, whatever. But at that point, she had gotten up and gone into the bathroom. And all I could do is breathe. I had no words. I had no direction. I didn't know who to call. That's the first chapter in your book, the is it not? The very first chapter. And so you, you advise or you encourage the person who's just received this news to breathe. Just breathe. Uh -huh. What do you mean by that? How don't, do you do that? Don't try to answer any questions. Don't try to ask too many questions. At that moment, catch your breath. Mm. Because anytime you've been hit pretty hard, the first thing you want to do is catch your breath so that you can keep breathing. That's right. So that's where I was, breathing. And then as I did some research on breathing, and then of course- You mean physically breathing. Just breathe. Just breathe. Just breathe. Just inhale, exhale. Give us about six of them. All right, then take a break. Let's do six more. Let's just keep repeating this effort until we can finally get to a place where, and, and granted, tears are going to fall while you're breathing, but breathe. Don't try to have an emotion. Don't try to attach an emotion to it. Don't try to be angry. Don't try to be upset. Don't try to be grateful. Don't, don't try anything. In that moment of receiving that news, just kind of say, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And why is that important? Okay. Why is it important just to breathe? Just to breathe in and breathe out and settle in that moment. Why is that important? Well, going back to... Um, I was raised by my grandmother. So, you know, that old folk, old-timey uh, thought concept of don't be too hasty in making any decisions or taking any action. So mom always used to say, haste makes waste. Yes. And if you do anything other than try to adjust in that moment, you're liable to make one of the greatest mistakes you could ever make. We had options. You know, Babby, we had options. We could have got up and walked out. We could have said, we need a second opinion. We could have said, no, you have something wrong. This is the wrong child. There's so many th ways that that moment could have gone. But the best thing for you to do in those moments is just kind of take a break. Just kind of breathe, inhale, exhale. Let's see. And then see if you can somehow regain your consciousness because you, you're really almost out of it for a little while. Yes. Regain your consciousness so that you can hear what's being said to you. And that was the second point that you mentioned is listen. Listen. Yes. Listen. And sometimes, you know, just the breathing process may, may take a while. It may take a while. Yes, yeah, so you don't have to rush through that process. You don't. And 
The good part about it is medicine has advanced so much and the medical staff are so understanding and they're so loving that they take time and they understand that you need time. While they say, okay, we need to hop on this protocol rather quickly, we also understand that you need a few minutes to gather what we've just told you. So take as long as you need. We'll send a um, caseworker up or a social worker or we'll send someone from you know the medical team that can possibly assist you with that. So I think that step is so amazing. It's so important to people who are diagnosed, especially when you're dealing with childhood cancer, but even as an adult. I wrote this book June 8th. I released it. We had a huge release party. We sold every copy of the book, donated all of the money to um, some local hospitals, and then I was turned around and diagnosed on August the 5th with intestinal cancer myself. Wow. So you wrote this book as a result of your, your child's journey, yes. and then you would actually have to walk this out yourself. Had to walk it out. Had to walk it out. So you talk about, my, I'm addressing envelopes and mailing out books, signing copies, and I'm so excited about it. The folks are ordering even after we ran out of the orders that we had, only to get a call on a Sunday night from my physician. Wow, this is in the same season. In the same season. 2017 I released, 2017 I'm diagnosed. Wow. So what is it like to have to go through this with your baby? And the book is released. Book is released. And you're holding this book called Baby Steps in your hand. Mm -hmm. did, you, uh, did you read the book? Did you, how did you process this? How did you get through this yourself? So I did. I did. I did what most people don't do. A lot of people will write a book and then Put it on the shelf. Yeah. I picked up my book and I started reading it again. Mm. I said, okay, Tyrus, we have to figure this one out. Because now my other two children are grown. Um, and then I have um, Tyreek, who was born eight years later after the death of my other son. So we have to figure out as a family how are we going to handle this? What are we going to do? What, what's going to happen? So I said, okay, wait a minute. This is too much thinking. It's 9-11 on a Sunday night. Mm. I'm talking to the doctor. It's time to just kind of sit back and breathe. Yes. It's just kind of time to sit back and breathe. My wife heard me. Um, she was in the front room, and she heard me say, hey, Dr. So-and-so, how are you? Mm. And she came running out because she said, what doctor's calling you at 9? On, on a Sunday night. At 9-11 at night. And I said, oh, it's good to hear your voice. What's going on? Totally oblivious to the idea that I could have anything going on with me cancer-related. Wow. And in that moment, I took my own advice. I said, you know what? Where's that baby set book? I grabbed my book, and my wife was looking at me like, are you all right? And I'm mm. like, no, not really. Yes. I got something that can get me through this. Wow. It's amazing how God would allow you to write something that would uh, minister, that you wrote, and you were ministered to by your own words. My own words. Your own words. What, what was that like? Eating your own sermon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about tough? Because, wow. you know, as, as a pastor, it's our job to teach faith. As a yeah. pastor, as an inspirational leader, it is our job, it's our responsibility to let people know we believe all 66 books that are written for our inspiration, you know, all scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable. We, we believe that by faith. You know, we, we, Hebrews 11 and 1, yeah. we can just go down now faith. by faith. Now <laughs> faith. And we can just go up and down it. But then there comes a time when you're faced with it yourself. And I was at a place where I was saying, God, if you don't do this, 
I'm in trouble. Yes. Listen, hold that spot right there. We're going to take a quick break, Brother Hinton. And when we come back, we're going to pick it up with that second chapter that said, listen, because you're at that season. You're at that place where you need to be listening and hearing from God. So you stick around, my friends, and we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back and finish the rest of the story. So stick around. Babby's house will come right back. I hope and pray that you're being encouraged by today's show. My very special guest is Tyrus Hinton. He's the author of Baby Steps, I'm Diagnosed, Now What? You can get the books at babystepsthebook.com because you'll want to uh, be encouraged by his ministry further after today's show. And you were diagnosed with uh, cancer. You had already written this book. You were celebrating the, the release of the book when you got a call from your doctor letting you know that you had intestinal cancer. Yes. And uh, your own book ministered to you. I just think that is so much like God. And, you know, let me just read some of the chapter titles. Just Breathe, which we talked about, you know, just stepping back, breathing out, not moving too quickly. Listen, find a song. I love that chapter. Find a song. Talk to me about that. I knew you would love that chapter. Yeah, that resonates with I, me. I knew that you would love that because it is in the midst, a lot of time, of adversity that your greatest songs of birth. And for me, at that time, I had to reach back into my lifeline, my grandmother. Yeah, you had to go back. I had to go back. <laughs> I, I, I know that. I often say, mm. and when people ask me this question, what song did you rely on? What a friend we have in Jesus. Mm -hmm. All our sins and griefs to mm -hmm. bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And that's where I found my place of peace. My song was what a friend I have. So even though I was diagnosed, I have a friend. Even though I'm diagnosed, I still have hope. Even though I'm diagnosed, I realize this is really not the end for me because to live is Christ, to die is gain. Either way you win. Either way I win, <laughs> but I have to live yes. because it has to be a miracle in the earth to show that God is still healing. Yes. I have to live. I have to live to show that the things that I've written, I can help somebody else make it a little bit further. Yes. And I'm telling you, God honored just that. I can safely say that I'm two years clean. Hallelujah. Praise I God. Any radiation. That was my prayer. I didn't want any radiation. I didn't want to have to do chemo. And for those who are listening to us, Babby, I'm telling you, if you make your request known towards God, and you stick to it, nothing wavering. Yes. Nothing wavering. That was my only thing. I said, Lord, I want to be healed, but I don't want chemo. I don't want to have to follow up with this. I don't want to have to keep going through this. And when, I, when that uh, medical thing was cleared, my six-month checkup, he says, Mr. Hinton, I know your recovery's slow, but we can't find any trace of anything. Praise God. He said, it's just recovery. Amen. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. And thank you for this great book called Baby Steps, I'm Diagnosed Now What? by Tyrus Hinton. Thanks for being my special guest. And you can uh, you get more information at babystepsthebook.com. Listen, my friend, I'm so glad that he told his story today of God's healing in his life. 
you have a story. He, he even suggests in the book that you just take some time to write some things down on a daily basis so that you can go back and just review the goodness of the Lord. Well, thank you for watching Babby's House today and my prayers, my love go with you. And may the Lord God bless you and yours real good. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That's my prayer for you today. Until next time, may the Lord God bless you and yours real good.